in wisdom without the spirit of wisdom. I know naturally we want to think wisdom is in the brain. You can have it in your brain. But believe me, wisdom is spiritual. So you can never really walk in wisdom without the spirit of wisdom in operation. There's something about Solomon. Solomon hungered for wisdom. There was a cry in his heart for wisdom, which is missing. I mean, we can go into scriptures. This is something so important for all believers. And I wonder if Christians ever pray for wisdom from God. Whereas the scripture says to pray for wisdom. We pray about every other thing, but we don't pray for wisdom. Solomon hungered for wisdom. I don't know how long he lived as king after he became king. But that was what he wanted. He looked at God's kingdom, the people of God, and he was thinking, how can I govern them aright? How can we do stuff so that the kingdom of God on earth, Israel, will prosper under my hand? I'm not my father David, but I know if I can get this one thing, wisdom, if I can lay my hands on wisdom, I'll be okay. I'll be okay. And God saw his heart. And that's what he cried out to. He, he could care less about money, fame, and all of that. All he wanted was wisdom. And it's recorded in the scriptures for us to know that what we really need in Christ is the wisdom of God to make it in every area of life, spiritually, materially, physically, in every area of life, what we need truly is wisdom. You know, God gave Solomon so much wisdom in one night. I've said it here before, Solomon wasn't born with it. So God can deliver wisdom to you if there is hunger for wisdom in your heart. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. But as long as you don't recognize that you need righteousness or wisdom, you'll never hunger for it. Solomon wanted that so badly. And so God delivered it to him in one night. And then if you read in 1 Kings chapter 4, verse 34, it says, And men of all nations, men of all nations, from all the kings of the earth, so from everywhere, the wisdom that was delivered to him in one night, men from all nations, and from kings of all nations in the world, who had heard of his wisdom. So people were talking about the wisdom that was delivered to him in one night by God. It wasn't an earthly wisdom. There's nothing to talk about if it's an earthly wisdom. This was an unusual kind of wisdom. It's wisdom from above. And the people heard about it. Kings heard about it. The wisdom of Solomon. And look at what they did. They came to hear the wisdom. 
They came from everywhere to hear the wisdom that God had given to Solomon. And you know what Jesus said? One greater than Solomon is standing before you. How often do we go to him to hear his wisdom? You've been made kings and priests. But you need to go to the one who is the embodiment of wisdom from above. So that you can hear his words. Why would people travel so long? I mean long distances just to sit down and hear his wisdom. They were taking things more, more precious than gold back to their kingdoms. Hearing from the mouth of Solomon in his time. He, God gave him an unusual wisdom. God gave that to him. Now, in the wisdom that is above, from above, is above all. Jesus is the embodiment of wisdom. But he came from above. And if you read in John chapter 3, he says, He who comes from above is above all. Whatever is from above is above all. If you obtain wisdom from above, it will be above all the wisdom that you can find on earth. There is natural wisdom. We're coming to that. He who comes from above is above all. He who is of the earth is earthly and speaks only of earthly things. That's where their wisdom stops. It's earthly wisdom. It stops right here. But he who comes from heaven is above all. The wisdom that you receive from heaven, from God, is above natural wisdom. There is natural wisdom will come into that. But you have to hunger for this. And in fact, the Bible says, ask for it. Ask for it. James chapter 1 verse 5 tells us this. If any of you lacks wisdom, how do you know if you lack wisdom? You must have been thinking about wisdom. I mean, if you're not thinking about it, how would you know? Solomon thought about it. Have you thought about it? Have I thought about this? Does it bother me? Do I even wonder? Do I truly have the wisdom of God? So uh, uh, James tells us before this particular verse, he says that you might be perfect and entire, wanting nothing, right? And then he goes straight, if anyone lacks wisdom. So when you have the wisdom of God, you will be perfect, entire, wanting nothing. And if you don't have wisdom, you will be lacking in some areas of your life. So he says, if anyone lacks wisdom, I have to know I don't have it. Solomon did. So he cried out for it. And guess what? God gave to him. God gave to him. There's a lot I have to say about this uh, in this message, God gave him wisdom. It says, God who gives to all. This is exciting. He's liberal about this. I didn't have it one minute 
I prayed and I have it after prayer. It's liberal. It gives to everyone liberally. But the thing is, we haven't asked. You don't have because you never asked. As simple. That's what James says. I need wisdom. Solomon needed wisdom to govern his kingdom. What do you need wisdom for? I need wisdom to do what God's called me to do. I need wisdom for my family. I need wisdom to be a husband. I need wisdom to be a father. I need wisdom. God, give me wisdom. That's what Solomon needed. And God gave him a wisdom that was beyond earth's wisdom. No one has ever seen anything like that. No one. Sometimes I think about Solomon and you read this story. The way God does these things, I don't know if he felt anything after God spoke to him that one night. They saw Solomon the next day. He looked just like the same Solomon. Oh, here comes old Solomon. And nobody knew anything that was inside of him. They had no idea. And then the day of manifestation, when God wanted to show the world, I've done something here. You remember, they brought the babies. And everybody would say, oh my God, this is tough. What are you going to do with it? It reminds me of the test that they bring to Jesus. The embodiment of wisdom. They want to trap him. He answers them and he says, oh man, he got us there. We'll try again. Amen. You can see that. And that was the first time they all realized, oh oh, Solomon is different. Something that happened. Do we really believe, do I really believe God can deliver that to me? If I ask him, have I really truly asked? Is it even important to me or I just want to go to church and worship and go back home? Check it out. I was in church this Sunday. I was wonderful. Pastor even saw me. I shook his hand. He was there. (laughs) Is this important to me? But to these guys, it was important. Very important to them. And um, sometimes, you know, it's, it's, it's so hard to really know how the closeness of God can transform a person's life. Can you imagine a fisherman like Peter just being close to the embodiment of wisdom? People are having PhDs reading his book and analyzing what he wrote. You can have a PhD or DDD, whatever you call doctor of divinity, studying what Peter wrote. Now, the guy was a fisherman. God in him. The wisdom that is still governing the world today from the mouth of a fisherman sharing for us is so powerful. He's so powerful. And, and, and what comes to my mind is blessed are they that hunger and thirst. Because until you hunger for it, you are, no, you are not a candidate yet for the delivery of what God has for you. But when you hunger for it and you cry out to God, no one sees when you're crying out to God. It's between you and your father. 
And he knows that hunger is there. But he's already guaranteed from his word. If you hunger, you will be filled. And God gives liberally to everyone who asks. Everyone who asks. He says, ask believing. In other words, don't distrust God. God will deliver it to you. Just ask. I can't understand these scriptures. God, could you help me? Give me wisdom. God can do this. Ask for wisdom. And you know, you, the Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let the matter be established. Now, James is telling you to ask for wisdom. Now, Paul wouldn't even wait for you to ask. He goes ahead and he asks for wisdom for you. In scriptures, that tells me wisdom, spiritual wisdom is important in life. It's got to be important. James can be telling us to ask for wisdom and then Paul praying that God should give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in him. He, this must be important. Even if I don't understand it, God, I want to get underneath that umbrella. Give me that wisdom. Whatever they're asking for, I want it. I want it. Whatever Solomon asked for, I want it. And if God can deliver that to me, that could change my life, will change my life. You know, I like young people to really look into this kind of message and ask God, you're young, you got time, amen, to really change the world. Because God can give it to you. You don't have to have smart parents. That's the brain stuff. We're talking about the wisdom that is from above, that is above all. No one can explain it. You can't even understand it. How could you understand the words that were coming out from Solomon's mouth? He never went to school. He didn't have PhD and all of that. God delivered one night. And you can read the Proverbs. Even if you're not a Christian, it makes sense what he's saying. It's natural and spiritual wisdom. And you can look into it. And can it transform your life? What he had to say in, in Proverbs. No university delivered those things to him. Amen. They never did. But Paul, Paul tells us that the, he said, I never cease to pray for you that the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom. So he tells you, there is the spirit of wisdom. The spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of it. He says, I want God to give that to you. And he was praying for the church. And the Holy Spirit recorded it for us today, that we can join Paul saying, God, I need you to give me this spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Whatever that is, you know, I just want it. I want it for me. Whatever you gave to them, I want it. And God is not a respecter of persons. And so if you ask, you can get it. You can get it. So he prayed for that. How important is this? Wisdom. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 19. It says, The Lord by wisdom 
The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heaven. By wisdom, he founded the earth. You know, on earth, every time you have a new product, it's a good product. A few months later, they, get, they give you a better, right? <laughs> and more up-to-date, download more, and you can get better. God doesn't have that. God doesn't have that. He made the eyes to see. Put in the front of the eye. Your face, right? There's not going to be an improved one where the eyes are at the back of your head. You see better that way than all by yourself. It's never going to happen. He's done. He's done. By wisdom, he founded the earth. What we are discovering today, they've been there all along. From the beginning of creation. How did he do it? Wisdom. I don't understand it, but it says the Lord, by wisdom, he did all of this. Now, if God is telling us this, he's telling us you can accomplish a lot if you have his wisdom. The Lord, by wisdom, created this earth and established the heavens. Let me say this. There are four kinds of wisdom. Four kinds of wisdom. And um, I think you can actually see some of this or all of this. If you read in James chapter 3. Verse uh, 13 through 17, and we'll go through all of this here. Four kinds of wisdom. And the scripture tells us here, so it's not just my thinking. This is what the Bible says. It says, beginning from verse uh, 13, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in meekness, of wisdom. Notice, meekness of wisdom. So every work is done out of what? Wisdom. 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 If you're wise and you have understanding, there's going to be works. And there's got to be meekness towards what you're doing, humility. And, but the works are there, all born out of wisdom. Wisdom. But then it says, but if you have a bitter envy and self-seeking in your heart, do not boast and lie against the truth. Then it tells you what kind of wisdom that comes from. This wisdom does not descend from above. So, that tells you there is a wisdom that what? Descends from above. It's not earthly. There is a wisdom, depending on what you're doing or what works showing in, from your life, we can discern where that wisdom is coming from. Amen. <laughs> Yeah, we can discern immediately. Oh, that's not from heaven. 
We know where that's coming from. This wisdom does not descend from above. So there is a wisdom that descends from above. That can come upon us. And this scripture is not speaking for nothing. This scripture is sure. We can receive wisdom that descended from above. And it becomes ours. And people can see the works of wisdom. Just like God said in his word. By wisdom he founded the earth. We can begin to see things come out of the wisdom that God will so freely give to us if we believe in Him and act on that wisdom. Notice you let the wisdom work for you. Amen? Because it's in you, just like it did for Solomon. I mean, that wisdom came to him. David fought so many wars. <laughs> Solomon didn't fight one war. Not one. He knew how to navigate with wisdom, avoid all of that, and still be very prosperous. He didn't have to go kill several thousand people and get their sports. They brought wisdom, made them to bring their sports to him willingly, and they gave to him. His father had to fight. His fight was his wisdom. Amen? They delivered it to him. That's how precious wisdom is. So, we want to think about what God's saying to us. Yeah, when James says, I pray for this wisdom. Wisdom in every area of life. Business. I mean, it covers everything. Your relationships. How to be a, a good husband, a good wife. All of this. The wisdom of God's there. The thing is, we haven't cried for it. We want to use the earthly wisdom. <laughs> Many times you fail us. And it'll fail you even if you have the wisdom from above. If you're not relying on it and you're depending on your earthly wisdom, you fail. You fail. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is what? Earthly. Sensual. Demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, Confusion and every evil thing are there. Then verse 17 says, But the wisdom that is from above is what? First. So this is how you can tell. Is first what? Pure. And then? Peaceable. Is gentle. When they tell you, the Lord told me this. And, and you try to talk to them and they won't listen and they're fighting. You know where it's from. Hello, I've seen it. I've been a pastor for some time at least. I can see when they have, uh, where they believe they have heavenly wisdom, but I could tell this is so earthly. Almost getting demonic. It's, it's not gentle. It's not gentle. Listen. It's not gentle. It's not peaceable. He's dividing the congregation, causing a lot of trouble. Well, the Lord told me. No, the Lord didn't tell you nothing. Thus said the Lord, no, I know it's not the Lord because he's causing fear and confusion and people are bitter, angry. That's not God. Peaceable. Peaceable. Gentle. Listen. Willing to yield. Willing to yield. My way? Oh, no way. I know it's not from God. You can put, thus said the Lord, 
in front of it. I know it's not coming from the Lord. It's thus said you. That's what it is. It's easy. I mean, you, they yield. Even though they know it's from God. Okay, that's fine. We'll try some other way then. It's God. And then the fellow tries and says, I need to confess. You were right. <laughs> you were right. We should have done it your way. Because it's from God. Truth will never fail. When it's from God, it's truth. And you know the truth, and the truth will make you free. So they reject the truth, they pay some price, and they come back, if they're wise, to the truth, to you, because God gave you words of wisdom from above. The wisdom from above is first pure, is peaceable, is gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy. You're always considering the other person. Full of mercy. Not you. Uh, yeah, I told them they didn't listen. Now they are paying the price. And I'm glad. Teach them, Lord. But that's not from God. That's not from God. Of good fruits. Full of mercy and good fruits. Without partiality. And without hypocrisy. That's it. So we got four kinds of wisdom that we just got through. First one is earthly wisdom. Right? It's earthly, right? Wisdom. It's not demonic. It's just earthly. That's called common sense. And I'm beginning to find out common sense is not common. The guy has several degrees following his name, PhD, DDDs, and he was, I don't know how he got the degrees, but man, he doesn't have common sense. Have you seen people like that? Yeah. He's got all the DDDs and the PhDs, and you wonder, who gave him those degrees? Okay? Because that type of degree is the second one, sensual. From the mind, okay? Sensual, intellectual type degree. I mean, uh, wisdom. That's wisdom that they learn from school. It's sensual. You know, when you talk sensual, people think it uh, uh, has to do with lust. No, sensual is just coming from the natural mind, the way you figure in your brain. But sometimes uh, you can tell it's not wisdom. I've been in school. What they teach you, they even tell us that. Now, tell you what, you got all this PhD and stuff in college. Now, then they tell you, when you get to the real world, okay, it's a little different. No, they should tell us, it's a lot different. They just gave you the idea of what, the guidelines on how to work. And, and some of these guys, they haven't been to college with their PhDs, but they've been in this thing and they understand it. They have that earthly, common sense. You see where those two fight each other? There's the intellectual, sensual, and then there is the common sense, earthly. The earthly one, they'll beat you. Listen to them. And then you can add both of them, and you beat them. You know, listen to them. They tell you, this is how it works, this is how it works. They don't know how it works, but with your PhD, you know exactly what's going on. Amen? And before long, you're telling them what to do. And they say, how did you get there? My PhD? <laughs> okay. 
Okay? So there is that sense for one. You know, this, the, the intellectual wisdom, the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 1 verse 21, he says, the world by wisdom did not know God. The world by wisdom did not know God. So there is that intellectual wisdom. That's the second one. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 6 to 7. It says, however, that's for the Christians, we speak wisdom among those who are mature. What they're saying is, it's hard to talk to a spiritual baby. They may have been Christians for 30 years. But when you listen to them, you know this is really a baby. Because all you hear is complaints, complain, complain, and fear and all of that stuff. You can tell they've been Christians for a long time, but they don't have the wisdom of God. So wisdom, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age. Earthly wisdom. Not the wisdom of this age. That's not what we are talking about. Nor of the rulers of this age. You can go up with just that's the common people and those that are governing. They have some kind of wisdom. But we're not talking about that kind of earthly wisdom here. That's wisdom of the earth. But what is from above is always above all. We have to recognize that. He says, the wisdom of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. So it's a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for what? For our glory. Not when we get up there, but here. Is for the wisdom of God is for our glory. As we believe the word and God changes our lives, things begin to change. We are being transformed from what? From glory to glory. From grace to grace. The wisdom of God. God ordained his wisdom for our glory. Not when we get to heaven, but right here. You are the light of the world, right? That's what it says. They have no light. They are in darkness without you. That's not by what I said. That's what God says. The life is tasteless to them without you. Even though they oppose you, but there is really no meaning to life without you. According to the words of Jesus, you are the salt of the earth. For our glory, they look up to us. Is all, the wisdom of God is for our glory. Then there is the demonic wisdom. Demonic wisdom, the wisdom of your court. <laughs> they tell you to say certain things and it's a secret. You keep it among yourselves and they do, they seem to prosper. You hear about all of this and it's a secret, it's a secret society. And they think they are smarter than everybody else. Talk to some of them. They think you just don't know what's going on in life. You so, But it's a demonic wisdom. They'll pay a price for it. Later in life, they'll pay a price 
years ago, I, I, I uh, listened to Oral Roberts when Oral Roberts was on television. Um, there was a young woman that was lured into that type of thing. She thought that she was being smarter than everybody else and because now she was dealing with demonic force. She didn't understand. She had no idea of what she was getting into. But she thought she was getting something better than the rest, the other humans. But finally, when she had gotten so deep, and Satan revealed himself to her, now she knew this is, she knew she came from the Christian, but she knew this is hell for me, and there is no out. And she says, I'm doomed. I can talk about it. There is nowhere to go. There is no help for me. And thank God all was big at that time on television, strong and talking so much about God. That was the only hope for her. And that was, I mean, it's a simple demon, but but to her, uh, even if I come to God, God would not accept me. I've gone too far. I've gone too far. God will not accept me. It's all over. I'm doomed. I'm going to hell. But when she was going into it, she had no idea. The Satan was behind it. She thought she was being really smart, really doing well compared to other humans. And sometimes they do well materially and physically until they get there and Satan unmasks himself and then it's too late. It was hard to convince this girl, God will forgive you. God will accept you. But coming from somebody like Oral, I think that was helpful to her. That's how dangerous this is. If, it's, it's funny. Uh, when I came to America and I heard uh, the, the, they have a football team they call Blue Devils. Blue Devils. I thought, what's wrong with these people? <laughs> how, can you, how can you call a team Devils? Because in Africa, no way. You don't call my child devil. This is crazy. And then somebody offered me a devil cake or something. I'm not eating that stuff. What do you call it? Oh, gosh. You want some devil? I said, no, I don't want anything devil. I mean, get it away from me. And this is devil egg. You can have all your devil egg. I'm not touching that stuff. <laughs> but that's the way I was brought up. Anything devil, stay away from it. Stay away from it. The Americans were welcoming the blue devils. I'm not welcoming no blue devil. <laughs> Even if I'm a red devil or white, I don't care what kind of color you call the devil. I'm not taking that stuff. But that's the deceit that's in the world. Then, fourthly, there's divine wisdom, which is wisdom from above. Wisdom from above. Wisdom from above. And it's such a beautiful thing that God is giving that to us. There was another individual in Scripture, Old Testament, Joseph. Joseph was given that wisdom. Many times when we think about it, this was an heavenly gift from God. He had a dream, remember? It was in a dream. But for us, New Testament says, in the last days, God will what? Pour His Spirit upon all flesh. Will be dreams and visions. 
for us. Dreams and visions. God gave Joseph the ability to interpret dreams. So from the time he was little, that he knew, Joseph understood his dream. He knew what they meant. In his excitement, he told his father and, and, and the brothers. And they understood what was going on. You're going to rule over us? Really, you little one? They understood you're going to die, they said. But God gave him that unusual wisdom. Notice, it wasn't just to interpret dreams. He also had that wisdom from above. He'll interpret the dream and tell you how to go around a divine order from heaven. To how to go around it and still make it big. That's wisdom. You can't change what God is bringing down. But I can tell you how to go around it and still survive. That's wisdom from heaven. You can have a terrible economy and God can still show you how to get around it and thrive. Joseph had that wisdom. You know, after Joseph had spoken to Pharaoh, and I'm sure Pharaoh, I mean from, from prison. <laughs> Who is going to listen uh, to an advice coming from a prisoner? Pharaoh had no idea where this guy came from. Just one testimony. But listening to him told Pharaoh there's something unusual about this kid. He's different from every one of them. He's got wisdom from above. The wisdom that is above the wisdom that Pharaoh himself had. So Pharaoh said, you got everything. I'll stay behind. You run everything. I can discern there's something in you that's different from every one of them. Is the wisdom from above. Now, in, in, in Genesis 41, verse 38, it says, And Pharaoh said to his servants, because Joseph says, Let me tell you how you can beat this stuff. What you just saw is double. That means he's surely going to happen. But let me show you how you can beat. This is how, what you do. And this, you need to look for a wise man, somebody who is smart. And I'm not sure if Joseph was thinking about himself. But he said, now, look for somebody that is smart and he will be able to do this the first seven years and then you will be able to survive this thing afterward. And he says, choose that man. And this is what Pharaoh said. And Pharaoh said to his servants, Pharaoh wasn't speaking to Joseph, okay? This guy just came from prison. A prisoner, probably still wearing his uh, orange suit. I'm not sure. <laughs> That's just my thinking, right? He says, can we find such a one as this? He was speaking to his servants. We can't find such a one as this. A man in whom is the Spirit of God. How did he know it? How? When the wisdom of God is being manifested in your life, even unbelievers can recognize there's something unusual here. Amen. A man in whom is the Spirit of God. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Inasmuch as God has shown you all this, 
There is no one as discerning and wise as you. No one in the whole kingdom. No one was in Joseph's class. Because his wisdom is from above. And that which is above is above all. There was no one like him. There was no one like him. In the whole kingdom. And that was the kingdom of the world at that time. So basically, he was like Solomon in his day. Amen? There was nobody like him. Nobody like him. And Pharaoh said, you shall be over my house. And all my people shall be ruled according to your word. I wouldn't even say anything anymore. You tell them what to do. From prison. That's how powerful the wisdom of God can work in our lives. I'm going to stop tonight because of time. But let me put this to you. Same thing goes with Daniel. And not just Daniel. Shidrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Those also have the wisdom. And then I will, next week, I want to go into um, Jesus, the embodiment of wisdom himself. And then I will go on to uh, Job chapter 28. Uh, to talk about what this wisdom is and then how we can truly work with God's wisdom here on earth. There is a formula. How many want to know the formula? I'm glad you want to know, but it's going to be next week. Amen. <laughs> it's next, there's a formula here. Okay. Stand up with me tonight. Thank you all for coming tonight. I pray that you receive something tonight. And please ask God. Pray that prayer. I prayed that prayer for years that, the, that God will give me that spirit of wisdom and revelation. Uh, when God delivers it to you, you may not even feel anything, but it shows in your understanding of the things of life. Amen? And ask, just like uh, James said, ask for wisdom. Hunger for it. Cry out for it. Solomon cried out for it, but he never really knew what it would be like when God delivered it to him. The manifestation was later. Amen. Would you put your hands up to the Lord tonight and just thank Him for His goodness. Thank you, Father God. How awesome is our God. How awesome is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You're so good, Father God. You shed your son with us to be a part of us, to be part of our lives, to unveil himself to us, to unveil true wisdom to us, God, that we might live a life that has a part of your divine nature. Be with your people tonight. Help us to hunger and thirst for righteousness that we may be pleasing in your sight. Thank you, God, for your people. I pray for every one of them, everyone that's a part of this fellowship. In the name of Jesus, I ask you, God, for your hand upon your lives, upon your families, upon your businesses, everything that concerns them. In the name of Jesus, I pray for them, God. Come down upon your people in favor, in mercy, in great kindness, 
set them apart from the rest of the world in the name of Jesus that the world might know that they are called by your name. I give you praise God. We thank you. In Jesus name. And God's people said, Amen.